Rust, and Golang are two of the newest lower-level languages for doing systems programming. They're often used for applications such as file systems, operating systems, and latency-sensitive applications. So how do they compare in terms of safety, speed, and programming ergonomics to each other? Linhai Song is an assistant professor and researcher at Penn State University and joins the show to talk about his work researching Go and Rust. If you'd like to support Software Daily, go to softwaredaily.com and become a paid subscriber. You can get access to ad-free episodes, and it costs $10 a month or $100 per year. Linhai, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. You work on programming language research. Can you give an overview of the kinds of research topics you're focused on? Okay. So basically, let me start from my PhD. During my PhD, my advisor educated me to do research, different techniques to combat different types of bugs. When I start to become a faculty, independent researcher, I hope to continue this research direction but I need to find some new angle or new aspects. I noticed that in recent years, program language designers, they propose a lot of new language. Those new language, they are designed under the goal to eliminate bugs from the language level. Basically, when developers do the programming, the language or the compiler can help them to eliminate the common mistakes. So, it kind of draw my attention and draw my interest. I want to see whether or not those language really or completely solve the problem. So basically, this idea uh, motivated two projects or two lines of my research. One line is I take a look at a concurrency bug in Go language because Go is designed for concurrent programming. The other direction is I take a look at concurrency bugs and memory bugs in Rust because Rust is designed for memory safety and thread safety. So basically, all my current ongoing projects is focused on concurrency bugs in Go and combating memory and concurrency bugs in Rust. Can you give more detail on what a language-level bug is? Okay, it's kind of like, uh, you know that in order to support concurrent programming, Go provide many unique primitive, such as channel. So basically, one thread can send a message to another thread. This is different from traditional concurrent programming. For C and C++, they support shared memory. So basically, two threads can visit the same memory location. But in Go, Go also support to transmit message from one thread to another thread. It is different from shared memory synchronization. So basically, when programmer they use channel, they make a lot of mistake, and they introduce concurrency bugs. Those bugs have different feature from the traditional shared memory bugs. This is one thing. The other thing, I mean, on the Rust side, Rust has a lot of unique language feature. For example, Rust allows a variable to be mutable and immutable. And Rust also uses lifetime to automatically manage some resources. We observe that developers sometimes they misunderstood those language features. 
and then they misuse those language feature so that they cause kind of unique bugs in Rust program. In Rust program. Why does this topic interest you so much? I think uh, there are several reasons. The first reason is these two program language, Go and Rust, are really popular these days. Go was used to implement Docker and Kubernetes. So basically, there could be hundreds or thousands of millions of Docker instances are running in data center right now. So that if I can identify bugs, use techniques to avoid bugs or to detect bugs, my research will have a very large impact. For Rust, Rust has become the most beloved language in the last four years uh, based on Stack Overflow survey. And more and more uh, developers, they change from C and C++ to Rust. I vision that Rust is going to be used by a lot of, by, by tons of, by many and many programmers. Thus, I think if I can understand the common mistake and propose design techniques to combat those common mistakes, my research will have a very large impact, a real-world impact. Let's focus on Go first. Can you say more about the kinds of concurrency bugs in Go that you're focused on? Okay. We basically published a study paper. We sampled more than 100 real-world Go concurrency bugs, and we divided those concurrency bugs into two types. One is blocking bug. Basically, some threads, they unintentionally block themselves, cannot make any progress. We call them blocking bug. And the other type is non-blocking bug. Basically, all threads can finish their execution, but somehow the result is undesired. For example, a panic or exception is triggered. So we, after this categorization, we also did some detailed study. We inspect their root cause, and we also understand how those bugs can be fixed. This is the first project. Then, last, uh, this summer, our team, my team, built a detection tool. Basically, we use static analysis. We focus on go bugs that are caused by misuse of channel. And our static analysis, basically, we do not need to run the program. We do code inspection, and we extend a traditional technique called constraint solving. The traditional technique, they cannot, they cannot model how channel works. They can only model how mutex, how conditional variable works. We extend the existing techniques by modeling the channel behavior, channel operation. We extend this technique, we apply it to Go language, and we got another paper. We just received the notice. The paper was accepted by next year's S+. And our technique found more than 300 previous unknown bugs in very popular Go application, such as Docker, Kubernetes, etcd, and the Go compiler. What is involved in modeling how a channel works through static analysis? So basically, you know that channel, 
they have uh, channel has a sender and a receiver, a sender thread and a receiver thread. One biggest uh, difference between channel and uh, shared variable, uh, I think, is that using channel, one thread can wait for message from multiple channel from multiple threads. If you want to use shared memory, usually you need to use mutex. For mutex, at any time, there is only one thread can held is holding that lock or that mutex. So basically, there is only one guy who is going to release the lock. There is another guy who is to acquire the lock. But in, but in message passing, one thread can wait for message from multiple threads. Sometimes when those threads come at the same time, they go scheduler or go runtime. It will non-deterministically choose one to do the execute to do the execution, so that the selection is really random. So we think due to this feature, the concurrency or the scheduling is much more complex if we use message to do the thread synchronization. We observe that if we only consider shared memory or lock, the dialog, when it happens, there are multiple threads, they need to circulate each other. But if we use channel to do the communication, we observe a very particular type of bug. There is only one or two channel they wait for message, or they wait for to send out message on a particular channel, but no other threads is waiting for that message. It's kind of like one guy wait for others to unblock itself, but actually no other threads waiting for the blocking threads. So it's like the non-circular weight assumption is removed if we consider to use channel, if we use channel. I think this is really a big difference compared with traditional uh, synchronization if we use mutex and lock. So this is a research domain with real practical applications, you would say? Yes. We have identified bugs in Docker and Kubernetes. Basically, those two applications are the most popular Go application. I think based on uh, GitHub stars, these two applications, both of them are among the top three. Can you say more about the experience of discovering bugs in those applications? Okay, so basically all those applications, they are open source applications. Basically their source code is available on GitHub. Uh, what we did is we download the latest version of those applications. We apply our technique and we identify definitely our tool will report uh, bugs and sometimes there are some false alarms. Both me and my students, almost the whole group, we inspect each reported results to decide whether it is a bug or it is a false alarm. If we think it is a bug, we submit the bug to GitHub. Basically, if we identify a bug in Docker, we will file issue report to the Docker application. Basically, Docker developer they will review our our reports they will decide whether or not what we what we told them is true if they also think it is a real bug they will 
create a patch, or sometimes they will ask us to create a patch to fix those reported bugs. And I think right now there are around 200 bugs we identified are already fixed in the more recent version of those Go applications. Uh, this is why we think our research generates a real world or real impact. Can you give some perspective on how Rust and Go compare as languages? Okay, so Go is more designed for concurrent programming. We know that uh, almost every computer they have multi-core CPU, so concurrent programming is became more and more important. And the Go is designed for that purpose. Another feature for Go is that Go is really friendly to new language, to new guys, I mean, in terms of learning Go. So it is very friendly to those new programmers. Uh, I think this is, one, this is another reason why Go became very popular. And uh, many people, they write uh, a lot of blogs saying that Go has a potential uh, to dominate the server-side application. And uh, I, think, uh, I think probably Go has the potential to replace JavaScript. Uh, this is my uh, personal opinion. For Rust, Rust is designed to eliminate all those memory and the concurrency bugs in C program. So basically, C, we know that uh, C is very good at to manipulate the low-level hardware. And the C program has a very good performance compared with those uh, backed up by a virtual machine. And uh, Rust, but the problem for C is that C has a lot of memory bug because C allows user to use the pointer to, to access the memory directly. C has a lot of memory bug. Those memory bug can potentially be exploited and become secure, uh, security vulnerability. Rust design goal is Rust want to use static compiler check to eliminate or to identify potential memory bug. If developers need to prove themselves their code to the Rust compiler that it does not have any bug, as long as the compiler feels the code is suspicious, the compiler is going to block the compilation, does not allow developer to compile their code. This is a feature of Rust. Rust has a very simple runtime so that the performance of Rust program is also very fast. Basically, Rust takes the advantage in C, I mean the performance advantage, and Rust design compiler checks to eliminate those memory bugs in C, those very important or very severe memory bugs in C. So Rust try to target the most severe problem in C program language. And many big companies such as Microsoft and Amazon, they began to use Rust to re-implement re some key components. Originally in C program language, they try to change those implementations, do a re-implementation use Rust with the goal that they can have the same performance, but they will have almost zero security vulnerability. So tell me a little bit more about the applications that Go is a good fit for versus the applications that Rust is a good fit for. Okay, Go is good for those server-side applications. We know that for server application, 
they need to they need to process different requests sent to them. Usually, when a request is arrived, uh, the server application is going to create a thread to process that request. Uh, to create a thread to process that request. This is why Go is very good at. Uh, Go is designed for concurrent programming, and uh, server-side application need a lot of concurrent programming. This is why Go is suitable, very good at to build server-side application, such as proxy. This is one potential application. The other one is database. This is another application. And uh, Go is also good at to implement those RPC, for example, there is a Go version of RPC library. Of course, the most two famous application right now is Docker and Kubernetes. Basically, those two uh, are very popular in data center, in modern data center. For Rust, Rust basically it is going to, it is designed to replace C and C++. Rust is good at to implement those low-level and security critical application such as driver, operating system, or broader. And uh, I think there is a, a container management tool designed by Amazon. It is implemented using Rust. Let's talk a little bit about Rust. You've mentioned your work on static analysis in Go. What is your work in Rust? We have one tool right now Basically, we build a GUI. You can consider it as a programming tool. So when Rust programmer, when they are writing Rust code, our tool can do some visualization. There is a very important concept in Rust called lifetime. Basically, Rust do a strict compile time checking. The checking centers around two concepts. One is ownership. The other one is lifetime. So basically, a value can only have one owner variable. The owner's lifetime ends, the value is going to be dropped or freed by the compiler. We observe that sometimes developers do not have a good understanding of a variable's lifetime. It can cause memory bug, such as use up for free. It can also cause concurrency bug. For example, in Rust, there is no unlock. It is very different from C and C++. The unlock is implicit, implicitly called. So basically, when you call a lock, the lock function call is going to return a reference. And when the variable holding the reference, when that variable's lifetime ends, unlock is implicitly called by the compiler. We observe that because the developer cannot understand where cannot understand the lifetime. Sometimes they are going to hold a log longer than their expectation. Inside the critical section, the same log, it is possible to be acquired again, causing double log deadlock. This is a very common bug in Rust, and we think those bugs are due to the reason developer cannot understand the lifetime correctly. We build a GUI tool or IDE tool. During when developers do the programming, when they are writing Rust code, our tool can help them 
visualize the lifetime scope for user-selected variable so that developer can check whether or not our visualization matches um, their expectation. If it is not a match, probably developer need to consider whether or not they have made a mistake and whether or not a bug is uh, a bug is introduced. So basically, we build a GUI tool. We can visualize uh, the variable's lifetime and help developer avoid the bug during programming. This is what we have already done. Another thing, another ongoing project is that uh, there is a technique called fuzzing. Fuzzing technique, basically fuzzing technique generates a lot of random inputs to explore different code regions of a program to identify memory bug. Fuzzing technique is believed to be the most effective technique to detect or expose potential memory problem uh, for C and C++ program. Right now, we are trying to improve the fuzzing on Rust program. The intuition is that uh, Rust has already conducted a lot of uh, compile time checking, a lot of memory bug that can happen in C and C++. Right now, it cannot happen on Rust program. We are considering to use Rust language feature or language unique feature to improve the fuzzing technique. We believe there are a lot of code in Rust program which has already been verified or completely inspected by the Rust compiler. We think the fuzzing technique do not need to spend time on those code. If we force the fuzzing technique to uh, to ignore those code, uh, fuzzing's performance or fuzzing's effectiveness can be improved. Uh, this is ongoing project we are doing right now. So what has been your experience doing research in Rust? It is kind of similar to my experience when doing research in Go. Basically, we follow the almost the same methodology. We try to understand uh, real-world bug firstly. We collect a lot of bug from real-world program, Rust program. We do empirical study to do. We design a categorization and we inspect different code pattern and fix for each type of bug. This is our first step. We try to understand real-world problem. The second step is we build different techniques, and uh, we think for a program. It has a life cycle. Developer needs to implement some Rust program. Then developer apply the Rust compiler to do inspection, to do the compilation. After compilation, developer can do testing. For example, they can use a static tool or dynamic tool to identify bug to really run the program and identify bug. Then the program can be released to this to the user. Rust did a lot of work. It has a lot of language feature and the compiler stage. But there are multiple, there is a developing stage uh, before the compilation, and there is a testing stage after compilation. Basically, our GUI tool is trying to optimize, trying to help the development stage. It is before compilation. And uh, our fuzzing technique, our novel fuzzing technique, is trying to trying to help the testing stage, it is after compilation. Our 
Insight is that Rust did a very good work at the compiler, but developers still need tool support before the compilation and after the compilation. So this so basically before the compilation, it is the development stage. After compilation, it is the testing stage. And our group, uh, we have a finished project and an ongoing project targeting those two stages different from compilation. Does the work in Rust have practical applications like the practical applications of Go? Uh, yes, all our work are working on real application. There are several OS implemented in Rust. One is, it is, uh, what should I say? You can consider it is a Rust version, Linux. This is one thing. The OS is called Redux. Another thing is, there is a, there is a browser, the Swono. Swono browser, it is implemented by the Rust team. So basically, Swono, some component of the Swono is already replaced the core of Firefox. Firefox is also a browser maintained and designed, implemented by uh, Mozilla. Rust is a language uh, invented by Mozilla. And the Mozilla person, Mozilla people think that Rust is much safer than C and C++. So there are so several a safety critical component in Firefox has already been used, uh, has already been replaced at their Rust version. Our bug, all the bug we studied, uh, come from those uh, famous Rust pro, uh, Rust project open source application, such as the Swono I just mentioned, and the Redux, the operating system. I think it is implemented by Stanford University. Although it is not as popular as Linux, but I can view that more and more people are trying to explore uh, this uh, new operating system. Tell me more about how you structure your research projects when you're delving deep into how you can improve a programming language's systems. Yeah, this is a really good question. Uh, we actually have a meeting with uh, the Rust team this week, and uh, they ask us uh, if we can change one thing or add one thing in Rust, what we are going to do. And uh, I think it is very good. Our research draw the attention from the real language designer. Uh, I think it is very exciting. Yeah, I think definitely since we studied the common mistake made by developer, and we definitely think the program language designer should consider how to change their language or how to improve their language to help a programmer not make the same mistake again. One thing uh, I'm thinking is that there are multiple, uh, there are mainly, we call it a GoRT leak. So basically it is the non-circular which uh, blocking bug we just discussed. There is one GoRoutine, that guy wait for message from others but actually no other GoRoutine is going to send that message. So one single GoRoutine is blocked there forever. This is a very common, a very common problem in Go language. And we observe in Rust, there is a different design. For Rust, basically the sender and the receiver, both sides has its lifetime. When the sender ends its lifetime, if there is a receiver, 
there is another thread trying to receive from the particular channel. The receiver is going to receive a panic. The Rust will going to trigger a panic for this particular case. But on go side, a thread is going to wait there. Silently wait there, there's no symptom. We think that uh, for Go, this problem is really difficult to debug or identify. But for Rust, there is explicit panic is going to be triggered. So developer can easily identify the problem. And uh, we think uh, this experience in Rust can definitely help the language design in Go. And uh, yeah, since we are comparing or studying different program language, definitely some gold feature, some advantage uh, in one language can definitely help the other language. What are the gaps in programming language quality when you look at Go and Rust? How could these languages be improved or the tooling around them? I think uh, uh, for both of these two languages, uh, they have very good language feature, such as the concurrent programming support and uh, the compile time check uh, based on ownership and lifetime. Both of them are definitely great language, but of course, uh, since those are, since both of them are really new, and they are they can still be improved. And uh, one thing we definitely can do is our team can do is uh, we can build more tools to help programmers in these two language, and we can also help summarize the common mistake and discuss with the language designer to see whether or not new language feature can be introduced or some existing feature can be modified to help developer uh, not make those mistakes anymore. Yeah, I think, uh, of course, there are many other uh, language uh, appear or were in, uh, invented these years, and we can definitely take a look at the language feature in those new language and uh, consider whether or not those language can help the problem in Go or in Rust. Tell me more about what kinds of research projects you have planned for the near future. Okay. Okay. Uh, for Go, basically, we have built a static technique. Right now, uh, one of my students is trying to explore how to do a dynamic concurrency bug detection uh, project for, for Go. Uh, basically, our idea is we observe, we try to apply the lifetime management in Rust and we borrow the idea and we try to apply this idea to Go. So basically, there are a lot of channels. And each channel, it could have a sender, receiver, sender thread and a receiver thread. And we try to dynamically monitor uh, the reference of a channel. And we apply the lifetime monitoring. And we can better detect the non-circular weight dialog we just discussed. This is the dynamic bug detection. And uh, a bug, after a bug is identified, it can still cause a problem until it is fixed. So we are also trying to build automated fixing or patching. So basically for identifying a bug, we will take a try whether or not we can synthesize patch to eliminate those bugs. And we also need to do some testing to guarantee that the generated patch is cracked, it will not introduce new bugs. 
And these are two projects we are thinking on the go side. For Rust, uh, for Rust, basically, what we want to do is one another feature in Rust is uh, Rust has uh, Rust differ code into safe code and unsafe code. Basically, safe code the compiler has to do a lot of checking. Unsafe code, uh, developer can do something dangerous. Developer need to take the responsibility to guarantee unsafe code is correct. And uh, right now we are considering to do some verification projects. We try to verify whether or not unsafe code is maintained or implemented uh, correctly to not contain bug. This is one project. Another project is the funding project we just discussed. And uh, basically for the verification, we are trying to build a normal static technique. But for the fuzzing, we are trying to build a dynamic technique. Can you give me more detail on the low-level primitives in Go and the low-level primitives in Rust and how those have led to their unique ecosystems? I see. Basically, Rust, uh, sorry, Go supported channel. Basically, channel is a particular tab. It is the same as integer float, a primitive tab in Go. So you can create a channel in Go like you create a variable, you declare a variable. So channel has become a language feature. And uh, uh, as we just discussed, uh, Go allow one thread to wait for a message from multiple threads. To achieve this uh, purpose, to achieve this functionality, Go provide another keyword called select. So basically, if, you, if a thread called select, it is going to block there. And the select has multiple keys. Each key is used to wait for a message from another thread or another channel. So basically, this is a primitive supported by Go to enable one thread to wait for multiple channel messages. And uh, we have did a study, and we found that channel is indeed widely used by Go programmer. We count how many channels are used in Go program. I think almost all Go program developer is going to choose, is going to use channel. And of course, if they make some mistake, it will cause unique bugs in, in their program. On the Rust side, Rust actually, the language or the program uh, or the grammar is kind of complex. And uh, I read a lot of blogs, and uh, those blogs uh, are saying that Rust is very difficult to learn because the grammar is very complex. And for Rust, uh, basically, as we just discussed, Rust enforces each value only have one owner. And Rust allows to borrow the ownership using reference. And the reference, Rust differ reference into mutable reference and immutable reference. You can change the borrowed value through mutable reference, but you cannot change the borrowed value using immutable reference. Rust also do a lot of checking to guarantee that there, there is at most one mutable reference at any time. Rust will use compiler to guarantee this. If you violate this rule, the compiler is going to throw out a warning, uh, 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 error. And uh, Rust, uh, in order to share a variable, Rust provides a lot of Actually, it is a, lab a library, but those libraries are used by a lot of commonly used 
I think it is already part of the language. In order to immutably, immutably share a variable, uh, Rust uh, force the programmer to declare the variable with a library called ARC. In order to both mutably share and immutable share, Rust force programmer to declare a variable with both ARC and mutex. So basically, mutex need to new mutex can provide the mutual exclusion. In order to in order to change or modify a variable protected by mutex, you need to call the lock methods. Firstly, and to get a reference of the protected variable, Rust compiler is going to check to guarantee all the change modification are conducted through the returned reference. This is how the Rust compiler guarantee there is at most one writer at any time. So basically, leverage the mutual, mutual exclusion provided by mutex. Those are the unique thing I can think of uh, inside Rust. And of course, those features, uh, those features because they are enforced by the compiler, uh, they influence almost all Rust programmer. Do you think Go and Rust have displaced uh, C and C++ and other low-level programming languages successfully, or are there still applications of C and C++ that are necessary? I think we definitely need to we definitely need some time to to transfer to a new program language. Uh, we did an empirical study on Rust, and we observed that there are a lot of Rust programs. They still need to depend on existing C and C++ code. People have been working on C and C++ for so many years, there are a lot of legacy code, very good existing code in C and C++. Those new language, those new language definitely need to rely on existing ecosystem. Although, I think those the new two, two languages are really great, but I think people need uh, still need a long time to fully rely on those two languages. Uh, right now, I think uh, the ecosystem is kind of like for something that is good uh, to to do it in Go or in Rust, developer will do that. And for some legacy part, for some legacy code, if developers can find some trusted C and C++ version, they kind of combine Go with C, C++ or Rust with C and C++, combine different code together. How does the compiler tool chain of Go and Rust, respectively, compare to other compiler tool chains like C++? Go. Basically, Google designed, uh, Google completely implemented our uh, uh, compiler for Go, but that compiler is very simple. It almost has no optimization, very simple compiler optimization. Go is featured as, with its runtime. Go's runtime dynamic part is very complex, but the compiler is very simple. For Rust, uh, Rust reuse LVM as its backend. So basically, Rust share the compiler backend as C and C++. But what Rust did is Rust has a very good uh, front-end. Rust did a lot of compiler time check, uh, as we just discussed, based on ownership and the laptop. All those checking 
are conducted on the compiler front-end for the back-end for the almost for the optimization those parts are reused the C and the C++ version so basically Rust share something with C and C++ and it also adds some unique checking before those existing optimization if you had to build an operating system tomorrow would you use Go or Rust? Oh, I will use Rust because I think the performance is really important for an operating system, and uh, I think uh, Rust is good at Rust is good at this. Did you say there have been a lot of actual production operating systems that have been written in Rust? There are some, there are several operating systems, but I'm not sure how many people are using them. It's kind of they are famous. A lot of people know that, but I can see what 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 I can see is those operating system is not as popular as Linux or Ubuntu. What should I see is maybe they will become popular in the future, but right now it is not something like Docker and Kubernetes. So it is not so popular. It is not popular at that level. But definitely a lot of operating system researcher. They know there are some OS are already implemented in Rust. Can you say more about the kinds of deadlocks that your concurrency and memory bug detection tool can help detect? Okay, so basically we build a technique to do static analysis to identify bugs caused by misuse channel. So it's kind of more like more related to message passing in Go. It is different from just traditional shared memory deadlock. So basically, traditional one is more about shared memory dialog. So they misuse mutex. But our technique try to identify dialogs that are caused by misuse channel, misuse message passing. This is a different. This is different. And uh, what we did is we leverage a technique called constraint solving. So previous constraint solving can only work on shared memory dialog. Dialog caused by mutex. Those are traditional technique. What we did is we extend or enhance this traditional technique to enable it on bugs caused by misuse channel, misuse message passing. And we we model how channel works, and you know that channel has different uh, behavior. Uh, when there is no buffer, or when there is some buffer, the channel behavior is going is going to change. And when buffer is full, channel behavior is also going to change. So basically, channel's behavior is much more complex than mutex, which is modeled in previous work. We model the behavior of channel. We extend the current uh, constraint solving algorithm or technique. This is the core of our static detection technique. Another thing we, we did, we contributed is that, uh, you know that Go application like Docker, Kubernetes, they contain millions of lines of code. You need to solve one problem, which is how to scale, how to apply, how to enable our static analyzer to analyze a code base in such size. So we also did, we also designed some 
algorithm to enable the scalability of our proposed technique. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Okay, thank you so much.